This is Brett Barish, CEO of Sovereign Brands, and you're listening to Self Made. What's up, my guy? Where are you? I'm in LA right now, man. You feeling good? New year, new start? Oh, man. New year, new start. Blessed to be working, man. Blessed to be here with you. Blessed to be sipping this uh, Bel Air Gold. There you man. go. There you go. I got my gold bottle. I got my gold bottle. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Brother. <laughs> so, Jay Fonz, I talk to, I start with everybody the same way, whether it's Post Malone or Rick Ross or Khaled or, or uh, Lil Wayne, I, I start them the same way. What does self-made mean to you? Self-made, man. Self-made to me is using all the resources, all the gifts that have been given to you to put yourself in a position to be a provider for your family, to be a, a good loved one, to be a good brother or son, or whatever the case may be, but making sure that you do those things to continue to further yourself. You know, uh, self-made to me doesn't always mean that you didn't have help or that you didn't have a helping hand. It just means that you, you made use of that resource and that it was able to make you a better person, able to make you uh, a better provider, like I said. And so, um, self-made, man, going after all of your dreams, going after all the things that you want for yourself so you can end up making a way for the others, for others that are around you. So uh, that's, that's kind of my, my philosophy. Do you, think, do you think that's changed since you have a kid now? You said, do I think that's changed since, I, since when? Being a father? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You know, before fatherhood, it was all about, you know, you, the way you thought about self-made was like, oh, I, let me make sure I'm good. Let me take care of me. Let me make sure I'm having a good time. Um, but as soon as you become a father, as soon as you become a husband, that self-made now turns into how do you make a way by being the best self you can for those who depend on you. So my son, my daughter, my wife, they depend on me. So if I'm not my best self, it, it, it's no way that I can really push forward. What, would, what, would have, what do you think your answer would have been 10 years ago? Mm, man, that's a good one, Brett. Ten years ago, my answer probably would have been, uh, you know, the guy who was coming from the mud, the guy who was, uh, you, you know, street drumming in the subway, uh, you know, every day and, and trying to make a living for myself, but feeling like I didn't have any help, you know, feeling like, uh, you know, this is all me. This, this, this all came from my hard work and my, my uh, grind. In all actuality, it comes from, you know, everything I have now comes from the support system that I've had on my way there. So whether that's my wife, my children, my good friends, um, anyone who's given me an opportunity ha has helped me realize what self-made truly means. And that means just taking full advantage of everything that's going to make you a better person, a better self. Um, hold on a second. Kojo's telling me the resolution is breaking up bad. Hold on. Okay. Can you, can you, can you, can you call right back in and see if it's better? I can see you. Am I breaking it's up your, or uh, who's breaking It's not me. Is my yeah. side just breaking yeah. up? Okay, cool. Let me hang up and I'll Perfect. call right back. Perfect. Right. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Self-made. 
Here we go. Hold on. Is that better? Much better. Thank okay. you. When, when you were when you were little, what did you want to be? When I was little, man, I think I just wanted to be um, a musician. You know, that was all. I was a drummer. My mother bought me a drum set when I was around two or three years old, and it really uh, kind of I grabbed hold on to playing the drums. You know, most of my life, and so by the time I got to high school, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna be a, a musician. I'm gonna be in a band somewhere, uh, running around doing that type of thing, or like a music teacher." So a majority of my life, up until college, that's what I thought I was going to be. Where does that come from? Why, why drums? Why, why music? Music, man. It's just been in my life, uh, my entire life. You know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church in the South. I uh, grew up in the high-stepping marching bands in the South. And so that, I gravitated towards that. My father and my mom, they were big on the Temptations. And uh, my mom listened to a lot of Whitney Houston and Celine Dion, all those people. So. Music was always a, a, a thing for me, but drums in uh, particular was something that I just gravitated towards, man, from church mostly. But then once I got into the marching band, it, that was really my lifestyle for a long time. What do you think that taught you? What did the, I don't know, be specific. What did the marching band teach you? Marching band, man, so much uh, discipline gained from, from those years in the marching band. You know, it's uh, how anybody who, who's familiar with the high-stepping marching band in the South understands that it's a show you know the showmanship that comes with that is something that really helped me uh you know when i look back on it now in my career the showman that i am the entertainer that i am so the discipline the showmanship and also just the community of working with so many people you know when you're on a tv set you got to work with a lot of people to make that show happen and so on a marching band that's 90 to 120 people you all have to work together and really make sure that you you uh, you know accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish. And one of the quotes that uh, one of my band directors used to say is excellence through commitment and dedication. So being extremely dedicated to something can really really uh, you know help pull out the the excellent things about you and help you uh, stay committed to what it is that you have going. Do you, you, I'm just going to use that reference. The fact that you memorized a quote someone told you. Do you look to people to get inspired? Do you, do you see people around you that kind of give you, maybe it's one piece of advice that you take with you and you move on from? Always. I think it's good to be a sponge, man. I think it's good to soak up as much as you can in any given moment. And then you, you kind of squeeze that out, whether it's in, into a journal, whether that's into just having a conversation and see what was useful for you in that conversation, what was useful for you in that, that interaction. Um, you know, I'm constantly inspired what's around me, man. I'm even when I'm when I sip on this Bel Air, when I see what you've been able to do with multiple companies, man, it's, it's a true inspiration. Like just seeing that right behind you, it, it's truly inspiring knowing that you can have a goal, you can have a dream, and, and turn it into a manifest it into reality. And so, constantly inspired by that, whether whether it's someone owning uh multiple businesses or whether it's the guy on the street who's kind of putting together like a little uh, a trinket or something or a pot at, at the flea market and just being inspired by the the art that comes from that you know so, so it doesn't always so, be the huge glamorous thing so who was your inspiration when it came to acting man um you know i i, it's, I guess for a lot of us, it's, it's so easy to say Denzel, right? You know, growing up and loving Denzel Washington, loving Will Smith. Um, 
And so I loved their movies, man, growing up. But I didn't know I wanted to be an actor until I was about 18. And it was shout out to a woman named Karen Deacons Brock over at North Carolina Central University who really inspired me to, to take it serious. You know, she was a wonderful director, um, wonderful just black, just a leader within that school. And so she really inspired me to take it further. And then people within that community who I was working with, once I moved to New York and, and was able to step on Broadway stages, so many uh, amazing actors that I've been able to work with, man. But early on in my life, it was like Robin Williams, you know, because I love Hook. I love Peter Pan. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Training Day, um, you know, Independ uh, Independence Day, all those movies. Well, hold on, I was kind hold, of on hold on. How do, you go from, how, how do you go from Hook to Training Day? <laughs> Right, <laughs> two two totally different like, jobs. So, so, but you take Hook. Why Hook? You know what? Hook, even to this day, w reminds me to don't forget your imagination, man. Yeah. Don't forget that joyful, youthful spirit that that lives within all of us, and that's what keeps us here. That's what keeps the longevity going. And uh, happy thoughts, man. You know, Robin Williams. Uh, you know, R.I.P. Um, but he, you know, he really embodied that happy thoughts, you know, really understanding that if you keep yourself on the brighter side of things, it'll, it'll, it'll help push you forward during the hard times. You can't, you're not going to always be happy. You're always going to have some type of issues. But um, yeah, man, happy thoughts. And, and training day, what, what, what was that for you? Training day, man, is, you know, obviously Denzel played a yeah. crooked cop, right? And that, um, but for me, just just how he was able to be someone totally different than who he was or who we were used to seeing him. Um, and then also that kind of that grit and that grind that you have to have to make it through this complex world, man. This world is complex, as we know, has a lot of ups and downs. Um, but if you can kind of stay true to, to who you are, you'll find yourself on the other side of things. So maybe not Denzel's character, but the, uh, my, young, my other young brother who's in there. I'm slipping his name, but the young cop on duty. You know, he's he's true. Ethan Hawke, right. Oh, Ethan he's, Hawk. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Um, um, was, was the character, Little Murder, was that the break for you, you think? Was that, was that the, 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 the first big step? Believe it or not, man, that's, that's one of the largest projects. I think that's the project that people know me most for. But what really, really gave me a boost into the industry and had people noticing who I, who I was was a project called Just Mercy that I did with uh, Michael B. Jordan and, and Jamie Foxx. I had five minutes in that movie, and that one scene really changed my trajectory, man. I started get, uh, uh, you know, my team, we started to get a lot more calls, started to get a lot more looks, and then within that same year, I booked Pete Valley, and then it was just kind of this, this huge um, glow up, as they like to say. But I've been doing this 14 years, man. So theater, um, you know, in New York, uh, I made a great living um, on those stages and then eventually getting into TV in 2015 and then, you know, P-Valley coming in 2019. Why didn't you go to L.A., straight to L.A.? Well, first of all, you know, my son lives on the East Coast. He lives in North Carolina, so I wanted to stay closer to him while I didn't have the means. You know, if I was all the way out here in L.A., it would have been a lot harder for me to fly back to North Carolina, spend time with him when I needed to. And then, um, you know, just being even further away from family. When I was in New York, I was there by myself. But it was easier to hop on that China bus if I had to get down to North Carolina and, and, and maneuver until I was able to put myself in a position to where it really doesn't matter where I am. I can fly out any time to, to go see my son. Did, did, 
did on P Valley did Little Murda at least change it for you in terms of people looking because the characters it's not you you know what I mean it's it's a character right. and to me the fact that it's so different than you shows your versatility no that's the whole goal man I think for me as an actor and for most actors what I encourage is that you want to show your range. You want to be able to show what you're able to do. And then you also want to be able to tell potent stories, stories that need to be told, stories that uh, aren't always accepted, you know, but it, it gives you that challenge as a storyteller, but it also gives you that opportunity to, for me, with Little Murder, it gives you an opportunity to be an ally to a community who, who doesn't always get seen and heard. And so that was the one of the reasons why I knew I wanted to take that role. But then also a major reason was like, this is going to be totally different from any other role I ever play. And it'll give me a chance to, yes, yeah, show how versatile I am. So how do, how do you step into, whether it's it's that character or any character, where do you, where do you find, find inspiration for the, for that, for that, for the role? Where do you get it from? Man, well, what I, what I normally do with any character um, is just really think about, you know, what's, what's so different than, than me and this person? What, what, is, what, what, what similarities that we don't have, you know, what's un, not similar between us? And try to explore those things as far as just the thought process. And then if I have questions, talking to someone who may have dealt with those things in their life. But um, always relating to my personal experience, whether that's just um, the feeling, you know what it's like to be hurt. You know what it's like to be uh, happy. You know all those different emotions. We all know those things. And so you explore that. And then you do your research. You know, right now I'm playing Chris Paul uh, on Sterling Affairs for FX. And so this is a real guy, right? So there's a lot of research that goes into knowing his uh, cadence, knowing his walk, knowing who he is as a person. But then with a character like Lil Murder, although he is a fictional guy, his story is real. We know little murders. We know people who've had to deal with this. And so you start to think back, okay, who, what interactions have I had with people who may have reminded me of that? As far as like the music, sitting in that time frame uh, of Southern hip hop, what that music is. If I'm playing a character that's in, uh, you know, say 1960, you know, 1960s jazz musician. I did that on Broadway. I, I was in a show called Paradise Blue. Now I'm listening to a lot of Miles Davis, right? I'm listening to a, a, a lot of, sentimental move things to get me uh kind of in that range but then also just understanding that these people are people they're not much different than who we are so you don't have to try to put on this thing you don't have to start acting right you can just truly say the words breathe and believe as i like to say and uh it'll be a lot of authentic um storytelling what, what what do you think uh if if little murder existed what would you say to him that that how he's helped you Man, I would say he's he's helped me to truly, truly understand that um, how complex it can be for for those people who are in the LGBT community, right? Especially young black men who come off very masculine and just unable to be themselves, right? Um, I, I think I definitely understood what that struggle may have been uh, going into it, but go, with playing the role of Little Murder and having to go through my own ups and downs and getting people to understand the stories that we were trying to tell, you truly realize how difficult it is for people who live in that community and people who move every day and try to move every day as themselves. And so I learned just how to be more kind, how to be more accepting, how to be more patient um, with, uh, you know, people who don't have that understanding, but also 
you know, again, just how complex that lifestyle can be and how much growth and, and more understanding we have to have as a community and as, as, a, as, a, uh, as a whole, you know, everyone. So I, I saw the, the video that you posted, um, you playing drums in the, in, in the, the subway in New York. Mm -hmm. To me, does it, well, forget me, does it inspire you today to see that? Oh, man, tremendously. It, it inspires me, and it also is a quick reminder that that's not too far away. You know, 2018 was only five years ago, and uh, five years, a lot can change. And so I use it as a reminder to, one, to understand how far I've come, but to also just motivate me to, uh, you know, not necessarily want to be back in that position to where, although I love street drumming, I love entertaining in that way. That was a very hard lifestyle, a very hard way to make a living. And so uh, it inspires me, man, to just never uh, stop giving, you know, never stop dreaming, never stop pushing forward towards my goals and my dreams, but to also just understand that it can go away just like that. You can be right back in a position um, at any time. And so cherish those moments. Understand that that was a milestone, too, just like the things we're doing today, sitting here talking to you is a milestone. So cherish it, but also understand the growth that you have to have to continue to move but, forward. But it, it, to me, it's, it's beyond inspiring, and it reminds me of when I interviewed uh, Nipsey, and Nipsey told me, Brett, you got to be willing to pop your trunk. And I didn't know what he meant. And, and I said, what do you mean? And he says, you got to be willing to go to the street corner, open the trunk of your car, and just sell your goods. You got to be fearless. You just, you got to go and do it. And to me, if you can do that, you can do anything because you, you're just, you're owning you. And that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's great advice, too. I, I do believe, and shout out to Nip, man, R.P. to Nip, such an inspiration himself. But yeah, you got to be willing to um, put, humble yourself, you know, understand that, um, that if you willing, if you want to go to a certain place, if you want to see yourself succeed in, in, in something, you, you understand that there's no shortcuts. Um, understand that there's only your path. You know, you may not be able to follow other people's path. There's only your path. You can be inspired by other people. But also understand there's no shortcuts. There's no handouts. And be willing to do whatever it is you have to do to get there without being a capitalist, obviously, without hurting people to get where it is you need to be in life. And so um, always understanding that I have that to fall back on, right? If I needed to do it again, I would. Um, but understanding that there's ways to just constantly keep growing, man. So Nipsey probably started out the trunk of his car, right? End up having a store, end up being a, a multi-platinum artist, you know, all from having that mentality of being like, I'm just gonna keep pushing no matter where I'm at. Don't get too comfortable, don't get too complacent, just keep pushing. Um, music, mm -hmm. can you see, could you see yourself moving into that full time? People ask me that all the time, right? So as a drummer and as a musician, yes, I could definitely see myself doing a lot more in the music industry working with some, uh, you know, really talented musicians. Beyonce, I, I think it's probably my, my goal, my dream artist to work with, to be in a room with her and doing some street drumming, some drum sections, some horn section, having my own, you know, composing my own music for her. Um, but as far as a rapper, I let Lil Murder do his thing, right? Everybody think I'm a rapper because I'm, I'm able to tell this story, and we do it pretty well. I, I'm, I'm grateful for what we have able to do. If you told me two years ago, that I would have a song with Meg Thee Stallion, I probably wouldn't believe you, right? And so the fact that I've been able to do that with Lil Murder, it's fun, man. But I'm going to let him have his journey. 
and then if somebody catches me rapping on a track one day, we might have fun. Yeah, but we so, just so, so where, does, where, does, where does sliding fit in? Look, you said, we said it at the same time. Sliding was just for fun, man. It was something that Tyler Lepley and I, shout out to my guy Tyler Lepley, who plays Diamond on P-Valley, and uh, who really, he is a rapper, he is a musician, and, and um, has been able to create some really dope music. But I said, man, let's do something for fun. Let's kind of keep that momentum going from P-Valley. And we dropped this track, and people just love it, man. And so people ask me all the time to get back into it. But, uh, you know, my wife, she, she didn't sign up to marry a rapper, man. I think act, yeah, actors but, is but, enough. But, <laughs> you know, on a side note, you know, every artist I've ever talked to, and I always ask them this question because to me it's inspiring, is your number one hit, did you think it was going to be successful? And the answer is inevitably no. I never thought it would work. I never thought it would, I, it would be successful. I didn't want to put it out. I didn't like it. And that just tells me you just got to let things go because you never know. You never know. You never know, man. You never know. I, I, that's one thing that I, I'm constantly inspired by by these artists, man, is that um, especially shout out to our family currency, right? Spitter, man. Spitter is one of those people that he puts out so much music he puts so much time into the craft, and he sticks to what he likes to do, what his audience likes. And so it's like you will find your lane, you'll find your audience, you'll find your your uh, group of people that, that really rock with you. And then that's just going to continue to grow as long as you stay consistent. You know, and that's what I love about Spiderman. He's been one of my favorite artists, I would say, oh, man, past 15 years, you know, past 12 years. And, you know, just staying consistent at something, whether everybody's going to rock with it or not. And I promise you, you know, your gift will make room. I'm not a super religious person, but it's one thing I take from the Bible is that your gift will make room, you know? No, it's true. And currency, you know, I, I was talking about this, and we were talking about uh, when he and, and, and Wiz, and he's like, Wiz is going to be huge. Uh, Wiz is going to be enormous. And mm -hmm. I'm real happy in my lane. I love yeah. my lane i love what i'm doing he's happy as hell and that's enough for him like there's something truly special about that you just know what what's what's for you and you don't want more than that you're good i'm good you're good man and then within those lanes you explore different things right right with jet life spit is constantly coming out with uh you know different clothes and they all have a, a you know that that logo the similar feel but it's always something different always something for the for the culture and then as far as the music man just dropping dope consistent music i saw yeah. Williams put up a post the other day he's like damn people ain't making music for the smokers no more like i really think you know that's not a thing and so for him to have that lane and when you think about it they control those lanes they control that smooth uh the kind of culture making music for the smoker culture uh, but the car culture all those oh, things and, and, and don't you know. forget his style his his he's okay. got it's his own style okay it's his own it's he's got his own movement yeah no for sure man and that's what inspires me to kind of just stay true to myself uh you know i've had an opportunity to kick it with currency a few times and he's just humble man just a humble guy and uh you know when you're around people when you like yourself man you're just extremely humble brother and so it it makes you want to kind of follow that that subtle light, as I say. Subtle lights are very easy to follow, man. Bright lights yeah. is hard to I, I love it. See. I you love know, it. But a subtle light is easy so, to follow. Give me a role, TV, movie that that you recently said I would have loved to play that part. Mm -hmm. Man, um, what did I watch recently? And I really, really liked it. Um, 
so many different things, man. Shout out to uh, I saw Emancipation not too long ago. Shout out to Will Smith for that one. Um, what else have I seen, man? I don't know, brother. I've been so blessed to be working, right? And I'm I'm constantly playing these roles now that I like. Oh man, this is a role that I really like. This is not playing Chris Paul. If you told me I was gonna be playing Chris Paul, I wouldn't believe it. So, 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 that so is take Chris. Did you reach out? You know what? They actually asked us, our showrunner and the creators of the show actually asked us not to just because they didn't want us to have too many biased opinions around what they were already doing. And so I respected that, but I know the time will come. You know, we're both from North Carolina, and so I'm sure the time will come where we'll be in the same room and have the opportunity to chop it up. But I respected the writer's wishes and, and didn't reach out there so we can stay true to In some ways, do, would you rather not in the sense of, you know, you study up on it, you learn it yourself, rather than getting input from a from from the character. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where you know I have an understanding that there's going to be a certain amount of fiction added to this real story for entertainment um, reasons, you know. And then also, these writers weren't in the room every time something happened. Yeah. And so you you know you just have, it's a fine line between portraying somebody and then make, not wanting to be a caricature. So what helped me. Uh, was just under watching plenty of videos, plenty of interviews, reading a lot of articles, and that helped me have an understanding of who he is. But not necessarily, you know, as an actor, I think a mistake you can make sometimes when you're doing a biopic or a piece that's about real people is trying to, to be a caricature. There's a part of it where you just kind of have to play the role. You have to be, you know, say the lines and tell the story, and then have the the cadence or the walk or, you know, bring that to that so it doesn't get distracting. It's like, oh, he's trying to be Chris Paul rather than that. This is a guy telling a story as Chris Paul, and then I'm getting information through this through this actor. And, yeah, that makes me think of Chris Paul and who he is in his essence. So that's kind of how I went about it. But I think either way, it, it would have been useful, you know, whether I got some great information from him or not, uh, or just studying and reading all of it is useful. So, But I, I look forward to him seeing the project for sure. Your son or daughter says, Dad, I want to be an actor, too. What's the advice you give them? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it, man. My daughter, she's already cooking. Um, you know, that's how I met my wife, my stepdaughter. We did a show together, and um, and that's how we met, you know, years ago. And so my son, he's not too much into it. I think he's used to uh, seeing people want to take pictures with me when we're out and understanding what it is that I do on TV. But he also knows that it's a lot of work. Uh, that you got to spend a lot of time away from family. So I, I would encourage them if there's something they want to really follow to follow that. But, you know, whatever they wanted to do, man, I, I, I would be there to support them 100%. So I interviewed Tyrese, who's okay. incredibly talented, mu musically actor. Mm -hmm. And I asked him this question, would you change anything? And his, you know what his response was? What's that? Everything, Brett. I would have changed wow. everything. There's no way I would have done anything that I've currently done. Meaning, and he was such an honest answer in the sense yeah. of, you know, because most people would say I wouldn't change a thing. In his mind, he would have, he wished he would have changed everything. He wished wow. the mistakes he made, what he wouldn't have made. Would you change anything? Yeah, man. There's some things I would go back and, and change if I could and, and do it a little differently. And I, I think, that either that's whether that's a relationship that you may have had with somebody or um, how you may have handled yourself in a conversation at some point, you know, first impressions are always a thing. So 
you know, I, I think there's some things I would have changed coming up in my career or wish that I would have done a little differently, um, especially as a father, man. I'm, I'm a young father. Um, I have my son at 20, you know, and so he, he's going to be 12 now. I'm going to be 33 this year. And so early on in fatherhood, you know, there were some things I wish I had a better understanding of, um, and, and whether that's how I'm talking to my son or whether that's uh, just how to handle a certain situation and co-parenting. So things like that. I wish I could have had a better understanding and made made a different decision or said something differently at that time. But growth, man, therapy and consistently wanting to grow allows you to always kind of change and not make the same mistakes over and over. So um, that's that's what I'm grateful for. So what's what's after what's after the Chris Ball role? What's next? So I just booked a new film uh, that's shooting out in uh, Chicago coming up soon. I can't announce it quite yet, but I'm looking forward to doing that. And then I did a movie with uh, Jamie Foxx and John Boyega yep. and Tiana Paris called They Clone Tyrone. That's coming out July 21st on Netflix. And then uh, P-Valley season three is going to start cooking up at some point this year. And we'll start working on that. And then I got a uh, White Man Can't Jump coming out with Jack Harlow and, and uh, Sinqua Walls. So I'm blessed. Oh, my God. That's yeah, awesome. Man. It's, yeah, it's all happening. And, so, and then Southern Gospel is another film I did coming out March 9th. So good year, man. Good year. And I'm starting it off sitting here talking so, to you. So I, I, I have my morning conversations with Rick Ross every morning because he inspires me and hopefully I inspire him. No, but sure. I, 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 the only advice I ever give him, which is the same advice I give everybody, is mm -hmm. when good things happen, work harder. When good yeah. things happen happen work harder don't don't let step off the gas keep going keep going i'm so happy for you i think Thank it's so you, cool you're inspiring uh I, I think what you're doing is fantastic keep spreading your wings keep getting bigger don't change your kids have got something to be proud of and, and jay Fonz, it's awesome to talk to you and anything i could possibly do please ask uh likewise brother i appreciate you man cheers to having me here cheers to self-made and everything that you have going on. Thank you for the kind words, man. Such an inspiration. And uh, yeah, brother. And, and when you're in Chicago, look me up. We'll have we'll, we'll come to stay stay at my house and we'll eat together. All right. I, I will, brother. I will. Man, cheers. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Jay Fonz. Everybody, thank you. Take care. Right, thank you.